0: in that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No
2: purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Back for What a
2: Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Goal. What a goal! a goal! From Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League It's something very, very special! Wade Elliott
0: has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the follow-up the
2: next. What a strike from Wade Elliott! A bolt from the and Blue! Team. Here goes Mike Conroy, still time for a winner baby. John Francis, they came to York in their thousands, they're going over champions. I mean if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner, swung right in there, ball in there, go! Yeah! Michael Kennedy! On. On. Oh, that's get justice! On. That is justice! That they have experienced! a level and deserve to be!
0: Hello and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast Podcast full time show. And what? What another brilliant day it is. As Liam just said off air to be a Burnley fan. Fantastic. Please say that we are joined by
1: Liam Warrington, otherwise known as Visit. How are you doing, mate? You alright? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. And I cannot get any better right now. How are you?
0: Yeah, mate. We all feel the same. We all feel the same, don't we? Neil, I presume you echo them sentiments.
2: Echo exactly, yeah. It's all good, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Happy yeah, days. Brilliant. Honestly, yesterday was supposed to be the day, I'll start with you, Neil. Yesterday was supposed to be the day where, myself included, everyone was like, oh, I don't know, these are in form. And obviously, company came out and said all the things about injuries and an illness. And of course, we saw that there were a little bit of um, you know, illness in the camp with Murich and Jay and people like that missing. But you know, they'd scored eight in their last two games, beaten uh, Coventry and Preston quite comfortably. And then we just beat them. I remember thinking before kickoff, and even said it on the pre-game show, like, oh, I'm a little bit worried about this one. I'd I take a draw. But we absolutely battered them, didn't we?
2: Yeah, I think um, I think everybody was a little bit worried. I don't know whether company had just played a bit of mind games and played it up a little bit, just for like Norwich, or whether it was that bad and maybe a few players just got... I don't know, because it was illness, wasn't it? It wasn't it just injuries, it was illness, apparently. So Whether players just felt a bit better or some of them had... 60-70 minutes in him. I don't know. But yeah, I was panicking. I was I was wondering what sort of team we were putting out, whether he'd have to get on a center half himself or not. I don't know. But uh yeah, we did. It just shows strength and depth. And I think we've said it a few times this, this year. The strength in depth now that we've got is um phenomenal.
0: Yeah, sensational, phenomenal. sensational strength in depth. And we've we've had we've had Bailey coming and stuff, haven't we, And he's come in and done well. Um, and obviously, there's other players in there that don't normally play first-team football as well. They have come in. We've had, uh, obviously, Ekdal come in as well, who looked very, very good. But what were
1: your thoughts on yesterday, mate? Um, I was in the same camp of thinking that this could be a really tough game. Um, Norwich, even though their form has, only, you know, has been recent, only yeah. the last two games, that they've picked up some form. They were both very good wins, 4-0 and 4-2. And you kind of feel like Norwich are just always that kind of team that... You know, in a championship, they they were what we are now. You know, this is their league. And it always felt like it was a matter of time that they will come good. They will be the Norwich that people know of in this league. So going, going into this, I had full belief that if we took three points, then I believe that we can go on and crack the 106 points tally record, whatever it is. Because our team, not only is it strong in our first 11, but also our second 11 as well. Our depth, as we've just said, is incredible. Like, I don't know where Vincent Company are just grabbing these centre backs from in Europe. It's yeah. just like he's plucking them out with Ekdow and Eldakil both look fantastic in the first games. And it's like, this is a thing that should be a hard thing to do to nail down your transfer policy, nail down what works for your system. It's almost like it's every single signing that is as a complete sure fit for the team. So, I mean, if this is just one sign of what is to come in a summer, when I say mm. if we do go up, but it is when. Let's be honest mm. here. I think we're relying on like a twi- a forty point goal swing here. Yes. it's gonna be a fantastic summer next year, and I cannot wait for it.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Deckdale there, so I'll stick with you, Liam. Just how good was it? Because, I, again, I was a little bit worried. Not that I I don't rate him, because, to be honest, I don't really know much about him. But I remember thinking, like, he's coming in, a very tough place to go, a a team in form, as we've mentioned.
1: But he just slotted straight in there, didn't he? And that is just the beauty of doing your recruitment well, doing your recruitment, you know, in the right way and knowing exactly what you need for your team and the attributes that players require. And that is how we've done all of our work in the last several weeks and months. And it's fantastic and it's showing in abundance how good we are. Ekdal, of course, I was expecting to see aldakio I think mm. they actually made a mistake on the Twitter account saying that it was actually his first start. And we also, was Ekdal, think, okay, let's see, how this li- let's see how this guy's like. And, I mean, you know, let's not forget he is a, a Swedish international centre-back. You know, he, he's got caps for the senior Swedish national team. So, it should be no surprise to see that he's a great player, but it is a bit of a surprise to see him just look so perfectly in, 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 in rhythm, in, in in control of the team and how we're trying to play. He's just more straight into there. So, and Aldakio at Ipswich, again, I guess, worst opponent, You know, I guess, you know league below, I thought it was fantastic too. And then that can lead to a conversation of, are we going to be completely fine if we cannot get Howard Bellis or Bayer? You know, in in the summer, because those are both obvious question marks. So, with these two players, it looks like we really have nothing to worry about in the summer, no matter what happens.
0: No, I agree with that. I think I think it's a perfect example of us bringing signings in. Planning for next year already. Um, the two centre backs, especially. But Neil, what, what did you think of Ekdal? Because I saw some people um, on Twitter sort of like comment on on he wasn't very fast. But I don't think he needs to be fast because he reads the game very very well, and he wasn't exactly slow to be fair. Um, but he reads the game so well. He's one of them defenders in it that just reads it so well. He's always in the right position, and he just slotted straight in there, didn't he?
2: Yeah, he did. Um, it's as if he'd signed in the summer. He's been with the group all year. But I think this group of players we've got is. I think there's a togetherness there, in there amongst that squad. They're all really getting on and they're all sort of... It's that like really good team, team ethic. So I think that's probably helped him settle in. But um, he's learning from one of the best that's ever played in the Premier League, isn't he, from, in his manager. So he's going to... He's, he's, he's going to obviously just only get better and better. But yeah, he fit straight in. Um, yeah, looks great. And its I think what Liam was saying there about in the summer, whether we keep THB and, and Bayer... Um, I'm wondering whether this is why we brought two centre halves in because we sort of know that we're not doing Um, and he's sort of playing them now just to try and get them into the side just on the off chance that they're not going to be here in the summer.
0: Yeah, potentially, potentially. I have seen someone in the comments say that um, apparently it's Chris. Bayer has a buy option, according to the Athletic. I did see that myself as well on Twitter um, the other day. But just there's a comment there, just going on from what Liam said earlier. So I'll go back to you, Liam. Um, looking at the quality of player company and pace of attracted to a championship side, imagine what they will do in the summer. That's kind of what you just alluded to, isn't it, mate? And it really is. Like, I, I, I genuinely believe that next year when we go up, we're going to be more than comfortable. I mean, obviously we'll have this debate again, I'm sure in the summer, um, because of the players that we can bring in. And it's just exciting times, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. What is happening right now is the stuff of dreams. Where we were in nine months' time and the... Media everywhere going in at Burnley about how terrible our ownership is. They're uh, robbing all every penny out of our club. There's a fire share, fire sale, sixty five million pound debt, and going to be another Sunderland. And yeah, you know the fan base kind of fed into that. You know, uh, for the most part, because it felt like we've seen this before with some clubs, and because the fact that we were under a regime of Sean Dyche for almost ten years, a full decade. It shouldn't be normal to respond back in the way that we have. You know, and it's not normal for a club to go through what we went through under Sean Dash with how long, with how ingrained he is with every aspect of our club, from the training ground to the staff team to the, the dinner lady, you know, whatever. It shouldn't be normal to see us transition in the way that we have and the speed that we have and with the efficiency that we have. And that is even more credit to be given to Vincent Company and most importantly, the board, because. I've said this on other shows, but what I've seen gives me some great confidence that we can have the conversation of the future of Vincent Company because he's going to be a wanted man very fast if he isn't already. So we need to have that conversation soon about yeah. how long can we keep on seeing him. But from what I've seen from Alan Pace, AOK, and the rest of them, it gives me belief that, let's say, if that day does come in two years' time, whatever, i got belief that their transfer, pl- their transfer policy, their recruitment, their idea of where they want this club to be will be completely fine. If he goes, if a company goals in two years' time, the next man will be ready to, to, to take the helm. And I've got full belief that they're looking at that already.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was talking to Simon about this today because you know, I've just had my haircut, um, so I saw Simon today. But um, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because you're bringing someone in of, of company stature and you know that if he does well, is going to be wanted because most managers are wanted anyway if they do well. But if somebody has like a fantastic playing career, they seem to be more wanted as well. Especially someone as a legend at a certain club like Vincent is. Obviously with City, I think, I, th- I think, I think it's one of them. I think like we we have to get used to the fact that we probably are going to lose him if he continues in this way. And that that just means he's doing his job right. But I think Brighton's a perfect example. Look at look at them and, and how they lost Potter, and they seem to get decimated every single window to Brighton, not just through the manager leaving, but through players as well. Um, and they've come in, they brought in I can't remember his name, the new manager, in, and he's doing even better oh, than David. Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brain fart there, but uh, he's doing even better than Potter. And again, I, I, I think you're right though there. I think I think if, if if you run properly and you prepare for these situations, then obviously we can just get over it when it happens and then progress as a club as well but Neil obviously just going on from what Liam said there um yeah, ALK deserve a lot of credit for this, don't they? As well, I know we're all praising company, but a lot of stuff was said in the summer. Asset strippers was the one that always stuck out to mind from all the Facebook dads. I say yeah. Facebook dads as a term loosely, I'm a Facebook dad myself. Um, but a lot of people are saying stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we've uh, the brand's gone up. We're now the sky, we seem to be like the sky sports darlings, don't we? Like sky seems to love us as well at the minute. Everyone just seems to love watching us, love seeing us do well. But yeah, ALK deserve a lot of credit, don't they? Oh, 100%.
2: Yeah, the, there's. Clearly forward planning. There's clear his Persis clearly come in and had an idea of what he wants, what wasn't working. Um he had a lot of doubts it was all that thought, wasn't it, that he's bought us the same way that Glazer's bought United, and that's what's going to happen and all that sort of stuff. But um he's it he strikes me as someone who's very forward thinking. Yeah. Um and that comment you just put there, that's exactly what I think. I think company is being primed for the city job, and I don't think I think we might be able to keep him until Pep decides to go, and then company might get a bash at that. Um, but there's no doubt in my mind that, um, these sort of discussions have probably already happened with company when we signed him about how long do you plan staying with us, you know. Yeah. Um, he's probably already thinking about what's coming, he does seem very forward thinking.
0: Yeah, I I just I, I, I feel like there's certain ways it could go. Like, obviously, I, if you look at Lampard and, and, and Chelsea, he went to Chelsea too early, didn't he? And, and, it, and I think yeah. that's kind of ruined his managerial career now. Um, uh, but then there's the flip side of it. I think I think yeah, I do I do think, think City is obviously the natural progression, but is City too much of a step up? Um again, that's something else that we'll um we'll obviously find out in town. Chris makes a good comment though. Obviously Arteta could be one on the books there. Um for City, but again, it's all here. So. Um Liam, I do want to talk to you about Conor Roberts because I know me and you had a big debate about Conor Roberts last time you were on and we both agreed that cuz he were getting a lot of stick at the time we're only off Burnley fans and me and you agreed, like he's, he's not bad he's just giving dropping six out of 10s every single week he's not he's just he's just there he just does a job and then that's it but since the World Cup he's been absolutely sensational hasn't he he's been fantastic as Conor Roberts
1: absolutely Ed I think it is fair to add context about that the conversation that we had it was more to do with when we look at our team at that time period, and we were doing really well before the World Cup, I was looking at what's maybe the weak link, uh, weak link, like what may be the thing that we can improve on in the summer if we do go up. And yeah. we looked at of Roberts being maybe that guy that we could maybe um, get a replacement for in the summer because, as you just said, he didn't do bad. He was never a bad performer for us. It was just kind of like doing a job, like just was there. And he was doing kind of sixes and sevens for the most part before the World Cup. And it was frustrating for that reason, because we all kind of knew that it can be better or was told that it could be so much better by Welsh fans, by Swansea fans of the like. So we were kind of just waiting for this kind of burst of just something from him for quite a while and it didn't come. Now, of course, as we are now aware, as he said in a press conference afterwards, that it did play a part i did play a factor the world yeah. cup it was in his mind so maybe he wouldn't go fully 100% in the same way that he would have because of fear of injury and people kicked off at him for that but i i completely get it went yeah, to you know it. wales first time in the world it. cup for i think it's three decades you know at yeah, that, that really stage i completely get the idea so yeah afterwards he's he's kicked on one of our most consistent top players And he's completely under space in this in the squad because the way how he plays his role as well is very, very it it suits his attributes because he's very consistent, passer, he's smart and intelligent in terms of his placing on the pitch. And that's exactly what we need because he's in a vital role because he's playing in that kind of in between the. The Y players and then also the defenders, but also interchanging to becoming a first center back and then kind of going inside and inverting as well. It's a tough job because you've got to be intelligent to do that and be consistent. So he's been absolutely spot on. And of course, as the comments say, the Tash is an absolute incredible feature and he cannot get rid of that until we lose the next game 5 0 or something. Okay. It's, so it's that sensational,
0: that Tash. It is absolutely sensational, is it? And Neil, I know you're a big fan of the Tash.
2: It's beautiful. It is, it is, it is, and it's. I've seen the picture of it yesterday. It's doing the rounds, and it just looks to have got even thicker since last week. It's beautiful. It's got to stay. yeah, absolutely. Someone Fantastic. said
1: that he looks like he's from like Peaky Blinders set, which I think it actually makes me quite happy because I love that show. Yeah,
2: Freddie Mercury <laughs> for me. He makes him look a lot like Freddie Mercury. Mercury yeah, or Poirot. I've gonna... seen Poirot go around a few bits.
0: Yeah, yeah, looks like he's going to bust out into song at any point. Um Discussing the actual game, then um, Neil, I'll start with you. I just felt that like looking at that game. I mean, I was told by the Norwich fan this week that, oh, we you know we we do the Gergen pressing thing now that Klopp and Wagner like to do coming over from Germany. I, th- I think we'll pressure really well. And I remember saying to him on the pregame show like, one thing that we've dealt with this year very very well is the press. That's how we that's how we do so well. We beat the press because of Norwich and our ball playing defenders and even getting behind the lines and then and then obviously exploit them. They couldn't handle us pressing. Like we 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 handled their press and they couldn't handle our pressing. Like, I know the first goal comes from a mistake. It's, it's a very sloppy pass from Cruel, of course it is. But we make it a sloppy pass because we're there on the edge of the box waiting, pressing. So again, it's just another example of how good we are at pressing and how good we are at beating other teams' presses, wasn't it, yesterday?
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think um, we benefit because our squad is really pacey. It's a really pacey squad. And I think that, that obviously helps us do that. Um, but I think a lot, of, um, a lot of it is all we've got a mix of players in the team because we've got our really fast players like Jaruri Benson and stuff like that and we've got our sort of experienced ones like JBG who's been phenomenal in the last yeah. few weeks I think he's, he's come in and the different sorts of players and they're able to do different things to help us with that press so JBG isn't going to take a man on and, and, and skin a few players and run down the wing he's going to do a decent pass and a long pass and stuff like that so the, the different variety in our play of, of countering that press is helping us
0: yeah, and Liam as well. Obviously, I mentioned Muirich Obviously, muric wasn't there yesterday, but BPF came in and, and did very well. Uh, he obviously he made the save in the first half, um, which kind of like ended up ricocheting. I thought it had gone out for a corner, and I think it did, didn't it? I think it should have been a corner. Um, but it kind of hit Puke on the line and then he had another chance. But he came in and did very well, didn't he? That like, is obviously a brilliant standing, I think, for Murich's BPF.
1: Yeah, I do feel quite um I I feel you know, it's quite unfortunate on Peacock foul because I do think he's actually quite a decent goalkeeper. I think people mm-hmm. were really unfair with him because when he did play in Premier League, he played in like those very weird and awkward games, like City away and that. So, like, people kind of judged him based on those games that, let's be honest, even Nick, Nick Pope had five nils on him nonstop as well. So, you know, he was kind of being unfairly judged, really. He's, of course, not as, not as good on the ball as Murich, which may play a factor of why he doesn't start, which, of course, is pivotal. For Pivotal for the way that we play, but in terms yeah. of him just stepping in, he's done a great job so far. And speaking of players that have done a great job so far, we need to talk about Ashley Barnes because what on earth has happened to him? He played as yeah. a 10. He wasn't even like a striker. He just played as a 10 and played like a... I don't even know how to explain it. Like, That's he was just... He, he held the ball up so well, he led the line while also not leading the line at the same time, weirdly enough, and then just kept on just laying it off, left, right, and center, and I don't even know what I'm even watching anymore. Like, how am I seeing him have these perfect touch-type passes, and it's pinging it left and right perfectly as well, and at the same time having the same aggression to press as well? Hmm. I don't know. How old is this guy, by the way? Because
0: he's older than me, I think. I think he's older than me. No, he's, he can't I, be older than me. I can't believe he's, 35 right. week, so he's probably not older than me. But that was my next question about Barnes, Liam. you spot on to bring him up. He, he was sensational yesterday. And I'll I'll be honest, I was one of them at the start of the season thinking how oh, this guy's passed it. Love him. Absolutely love him. I'd never criticise him or slag him off, but I was thinking I he's past it now. But after that Blackburn game, is he only 32? Or oh, someone says 33. 33 someone else is, now. Yeah, he's not. I know he's older than me. Um, but after that Blackburn game, I think it's given him like, a renewed purpose. He's been sensational since that Blackburn game. I
1: mean... Yeah, phenomenal. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's uh, like
2: an on-the-pitch coach as well, if you watch him. With the young players we've got, he's guiding them through the matches. And if not that we've had many of them, when well, we've got a tricky patch. He's guiding them through that. He's, so he's like having a voice for company on the pitch. I think
1: it's like having like a teacher, like and like when you're in high school, someone just shouting at you and just getting yeah. to like annoy them and be told off. It's like that. Yeah, like I put yeah. I put that on tweet today. Just like in the morning of like you know actually like a, a proud dad taking his kids to the park with the picture of Barnes telling and Zero. because it feels like that. It feels like he's a leader. He feels like he's like a proud dad. Like he's like the the this this heads figure of, of sport, I don't even know. He's the focal point in terms of leadership in the team right now, and it's great to see because we can all say here. I think that I want to say eighty percent of the Burnley kind of fan base was all saying that, like, look, he's probably getting on now, Barnes, and it's probably time to move on, and I think. A lot of us agree with that. And a lot of us at the time were completely fair in saying that. So to see what he's done since then and kind of how he's rejuvenated himself and added, added all these parts to his game is real credit to, to Ashley Barnes. And I was actually talking to a Burnley fan earlier about this, but in terms of Burnley legends, like legends of that you would put in like when we think of legends, is he yeah. in that list? I th-
0: oh, yeah, for me, definitely 100%. 100%. This is why I re- just refused to criticize him at the start of the season. I was just used to say to myself, yes, he's probably past it, but this guy's a legend. Like, if you look at the last 10 years, like, how long has he been here now? Eight, nine years? If you look at the last 10 years, you, you've You're got. Joined uh, January
1: joined thir- January of the 13, 14 season. I oh, did it. Okay, right. So, so there you go.
0: So it's. And you look at the last 10 years when you think of the legends because of how good we've been. Obviously, Daesh, me, Tarke. I think I think Ashley Barnes deserves to be in the, bra- the same bracket as Ben Mee and Tarke. He's as much of a legend to me as them two are, 100%.
1: Would you put them above them? Like above Ben Mee? <sighs> That's a tough one. Probably Maybe not if we go on to win the title and we get record-breaking points and he's part of this team, I would say, yeah.
0: Potentially, yeah, because obviously he deserves credit. Heaton as well, as Chris says in the, um, in the comments, of course, yeah, Heaton. Um, Ahead of Duffo? Stephen Defoe, no.
1: I, 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 I Duffo, Michael Duff. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, it's a weird uh, one because, like, yeah, it's tough, that one. Legends at clubs like us is kind of all determined based on feeling because we don't, we're not really meant to win trophies and that, so we can't really compare it to compared to like other clubs. So our versions of legends is in terms of how they make us feel, and that could be a very personal opinion to a lot of different people. I feel like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I. I... It's tough one to see where he is in the in the stature, but I probably agree with the comment there, what Chris has said. Um, below Ben Me, but probably above everyone else. But if he goes on to win the title, as you say, then he deserves credit for sticking with us and being part of this this new look Burnley FC, and then potentially even going above Ben Me. Um, because we will have won things with him then. And and he, and he deserves it as well. There were a lot of rumours, weren't there, Neil, about him potentially getting sold in the summer or whatever, or going on loan somewhere like Swansea. And I was saying yeah. I don't I don't really want him to leave. I w- even if he doesn't play much. Which obviously, I think that that mentality has changed now because how good he was yesterday. If even if he doesn't play much, he deserves to win a title with us. He deserves to 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 do it again. With us, does done
2: it. Yeah, I think because um, I was like you, I was one of those where I was a bit like, I think he's probably past it now. But he, everyone who had that mindset, I think, was of like, I oh, will keep him this season so he can at least sort of have a farewell and you know get promoted with us. Yeah, and just from that point of view. But I think he's like a key part of the team now, um, and he's he's just growing. I, I tweeted it earlier. He's just growing into this season. Um, and I think that Blackburn game just gave him that confidence because to me he looked like a player who had no confidence. That's what it was. Yeah. He's like you could tell he was thinking that no, it's this new team, it's this is new setup. All these young lads are coming, and I'm sort of the, the old fella of the team, and I don't really fit in. But that Blackburn game gave him the confidence, and he's growing into the season. And yeah, maybe maybe he'll be staying beyond the summer now because I think everyone had it down as his last season. But maybe he'll get one more shot at the Premier League. I don't know. Well, this I'll bring this funny. comment
0: back in. I'll bring this comment back in, and I'll start with you, Liam. Ben Midlit Ahmed says, renewed contract for Barnes in the summer. It's a tough one, that one, isn't it? Because if we were still in the championship be like 100%, 100%, and I kind of at the same time, even though I'm probably leaning more towards no in terms of a playing contract, I don't want to let him go, if that makes sense. Player coach. Player coach should be perfect.
1: In terms of, I think the conversation with Barnes and him staying on after next year is kind of more of an emotional connection more than anything yeah, else. I mean, like, in the grand scheme of things, he's been fantastic um, compared to what we thought Ashley Barnes was. Um, but his, his only goals this year was only that Blackburn game. Of course,
0: Yeah.
1: the, the, the performances are much more than just goals, obviously, but I do feel like... I, can I see Barnes playing next year in Premier League and doing the same thing he's doing now? I can't see it. Yeah. So are we just keeping him because he's a loved player at the club and that is kind of just there as like a fanfare almost? I don't know if that's if that's something that Barnes wants, sure, but I think every footballer wants to play football. And I, I'd i be surprised if he starts or so is a player next year that does take a part of, yeah, ahead of... Femi or Foster or Jay Rodder, probably another striker by in the summer. So it's yeah. like we got gonna, it depends what Barnes wants. Maybe Barnes will want to move on and get regular football and play for the QPRs or whoever in, in the championship next year. And he can go and have a farewell after lifting that sh- that title and banging us 116 points. And I'm fine, with that <laughs> yeah. As well.
0: yeah, yeah. I, to be honest, I agree with that. I, th- I think. I want to keep him but it's just an emotional thing and people say there's no room for sentiment in football and stuff like that so it probably would be time to let him go because I'm not sure he be able to do it next year in the Prem um, but I'll just I'll come to you in a second Neil I'll just read out this comment from Flyover Fred he says it depends what Ashley wants he's 33 so he could still play another few years at a lower level if he wants to progress into coaching etc it could be a good opportunity as he is doing his badges apparently but Neil what would you do with Ashley would you offer him an extension I'm going to say if we go up but as, as, as Liam said earlier there's no ifs and buts about it anymore is there? We're going up. is so Percent,
1: yeah. if you want to be smart about it, it's ninety-eight percent likely. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. not going to happen, is it? We're one hundred percent.
0: I've been saying it for. I've been saying it since we went about ten points clear, and now we went twenty yesterday. All right, I know it's back down to seventeen,
2: but still. Um, what would it's you yeah? now? Is whether we win the league? isn't it, it's not about whether we we'll go up. It's whether we win the league yeah. or not. Now, and what, what um, is it
0: now? Seven points ahead of them. Ahead, yeah, ahead seven, yeah. We
2: are now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would, I would obviously speak to him, and I would give him. It'd obviously be reduced terms. He'd be reduced to just to sort of sporadic appearance in the cup and stuff like that. But I'd I'd definitely consider keeping on the coaching staff, even if he just coaches the youth team while he's still on the playing books or something like that. He's cause he's doing his badges. And I think I've seen I'm sure I've seen an interview with him before when he said that he was looking into coaching. Cause there's him Jack Cork and someone else who's doing the badges. I Can't remember who it is. Um so that's what I would do. I would I would obviously I think you'll probably know it'd be reduced in the Premier League anyway. But um it would be on those terms that like player coach going to appear very sporadically, but one year round. But I think you'll get a testimonial anyway. Des- deserves one.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd be up for that. It's been a while since we've had a testimonial, isn't it? I don't think I've been on, on a testimonial for My it. Michael
1: Duff was tough. the last testimonial. It was the know. last
0: one. Yeah. Um, st- Sticking with Ashley, because of how well he played yesterday and how... Not poor, but I think, I think Jay's looked a little bit tired. Liam, I'll come to you on this one. I think Jay started the season very, very well, but I think recently he's just been a little bit tired and he's not been playing as well recently, but... Next time out, who, who, who would you play up front against? Against Preston, we'll, we'll obviously ignore the Ipswich game. We'll just keep it with, with obviously, like proper like league games. But against Preston, obviously, we've got, we've got for choice now. We've obviously got Foster, Robert, Femme, and Barnes and Jay
1: that could play in that role. Who, who would you play there at the minute? It's a tough one. I, I think for Preston, I would say Barnes, hmm. mainly because he played last game, did well, and also it's a derby. And I think because it's a derby, I think you can need a bit more of a, a a bite to you, a bit more of an edge. And I don't know about you, but I am actually a bit wary of Preston because in my mind, they are still, in my mind, rent free from that 15-16 season. Like, even though we went on to win the league, they beat us 2-0 at home with, I think, with Michael Keane's brother scoring a goal against yeah, us. great. So it's like... That's still my head to this day. And also Preston, don't forget, I think they have the third or even second best away record in the league. So it's a derby and they are going to be a serious test for us, even though you may not think they are. I I, I, I don't know. That's just a game that I'm actually a bit more fearful for than most other games this year. So yeah, I was stop Barnes for the reason. A bit of an edge in good form. So I guess Ipswich, that's when you may give Foster maybe a debut start. I don't think Abafemi would be ready for another week or two because he's not played since before the World Cup. So we're yeah. not going to see him for a while, I don't think.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I, I agree with you. I think at the minute I'd, I'd be playing Ashley. Um, just Jay just looks a little bit off it. And and like you said, it is a derby and it worked so well in the, in the other derby, obviously against Blackburn. But Neil, what would you do?
2: Yeah, I'd do the same. Um, I think... That, I think there was just that question you just put there about would we look to move Jay on instead of Barnes. I think that's probably more likely because I just think, I mean, I love Jay, don't get me wrong, but I think Barnes's personality is what will keep him amongst that squad because Jay doesn't have that same sort of commanding personality. Hmm. Um, so I think that's probably the case. But yeah, I would probably I would probably play Barnes in, in against Preston. Like I say, he did well against Rovers in the proper derby and the momentum's just there. At the minute with him, and I think it's, it'd, be, it'd be silly to not play him whilst he's in this form and doing so well with the other players.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I think for me, it's Ashley. Um, and I 100 percent understand what Liam's saying with the Preston thing. It just just annoys me that um, that it's Preston because obviously, I think when I think those of us that are in our thirties, obviously we, we didn't see us play Blackburn for for years, did we? Growing up. And Preston was always the main derby. Then I went to yeah. Union Preston, so then I had to I had to endure all that. So I I am one of these ones that doesn't like Preston and has to beat Preston. And um, but they did well against us at Deepdale. So I am I am I am a little bit wary of that one. I'm a little bit wary of that one. Um, I do want to talk about Foster as well, because obviously he's he's had a couple of bit part appearances, um, not really been able to get involved that much though, has he? Uh, Neil, I'll start with you. Um, and I saw only a couple of people yesterday on on Twitter sort of like saying, oh maybe you know he's, he's not all. Cracked up with it all. All what's the saying? Cracked up what he's meant to be or whatever. Um, but I, th- I think it's one of them. I think it's one of that. It's just typical Burnley fans. Well, a- any football fan. But I just think it's one of them. In it, new country, new style of football, new manager, new teammates. He's played about overall about twenty minutes. I think we yeah. need to give him time. I'm looking forward to seeing him start. I, I hope he starts on Tuesday. And I, I was thinking about potentially like starting him on Tuesday against Ipswich and just giving him a full 90 yeah and then just, just seeing how he gets on again there. Um what are your thoughts on him so far Neil?
2: No I think that's I think that's probably the case. I don't think it's I don't think it's all down to a new country and all that sort of stuff. I think it's the team it's just team momentum. You don't you don't yeah. want to just make changes for the sake of it. And whilst the team's performing well there's unless there's injuries there's no reason to change it that much. So I think that's probably more of it. Um but yeah it probably just needs time to adapt and grow. I think he will probably get uh, probably start on Tuesday. Um and then go from there and then as soon as it needs changing up front, it'll be it'll will be in. But I don't I think it's just team momentum whilst we're playing well, we'll keep this going, make changes just when we have to. And yeah,
1: I can't, can't lie. I, I I can't believe anyone will be giving any Foster any grief, really. Like he that Ipswich game was a really weird game to really judge. Like that was a strange game in terms of how hmm. it all kind of played out. So Foster's like ten minute cameo was kind of like nothing to me like he got him behind a few times and kind of just did his job but nothing was nothing was really there for him and I guess Norwich were 3-0 up in the last 15 minutes that he came on and it's like again it's kind of like the game is kind of gone by then as well so it's like yeah I- I'm really looking forward to Tuesday I'm looking forward to Ipswich because we can talk as well about the chance of maybe going to Wembley boys you know it's possible you know it's possible really. so we can talk about that but I'm looking forward to seeing some of these players play against Ipswich. Yeah, I want to see Scott Twine start again. Want will see what he can do, maybe at home, because um, he starts against um in the away game and was okay, but was just okay. But again, it was a weird game. Like they were, it was a classic FA Cup match of like a lower team up against a, you know, yeah. high division team. They went through a high intensity, and you know, I think that it was a good test for us, really, to see what we can do. So we can see the likes of Aldakio again and Twine and uh, Foster starting hopefully and. Probably see a bit more Chilinov. He's still a one player, which I think out of all the company signings, still hasn't really made that kind of uh, that that point yet. So I want to see more of him as well. So yeah, hopefully beat Ipswich, get on the way to Wembley and see the boys play, hopefully.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what, we'll we'll, we'll discuss both of them points. We'll talk about Chirlinov because it, it for me it just seems like a bit of a diamond in the rough. It just seems like he needs to sort of like He's shown glimpses, hasn't he? And I'll come to you again, Liam, because you just mentioned it, but he's shown glimpses that he can be quite good. But I think there's certain stuff where sometimes he just, like I said, he's a perfect example of a diamond in the rough. I just think he needs maybe a goal or maybe a run of games and then we'll see the best of him.
1: The way that I see Chilinov is that I think that we have just been really blessed with very good wingers at the same time that he's also come in. When you're comparing Anasarori, when you're comparing Manuel Benson, to chilling off. Of course, Anas and Manuel are going to look a lot more appealing to you. They're faster. They seem a lot more, but well, they are smoother on the board than him. And I think Cholinov, what he maybe offers that they don't have is maybe that more kind of defensive resilience because I think he has a bit more work rate to him. So he's a bit more of a workhorse. I'd see him more as a winger that you can kind of rely on to kind of do the dirty work and maybe for one nil up or a goal ahead and late late end of the game, you could bring him on to kind of be that kind of workhorse, kind of similar to a George Boyd, to be fair, the way that I kind of see him. And I don't think it's particularly a bad thing. I think it adds more great depth that we may need him at certain time periods that he has that job. So, yeah, I think it's just the fact that we're comparing him to two incredible wingers that we signed at the same time that I don't think he's got the same quality in the ball in terms of dribbling and that kind of typical winger aspect, the pace and everything. But he's mm. definitely got other attributes that when the time comes, I think company knows when to, use, when, when to utilize it.
0: Yeah, fair enough, some good points there. Uh, Neil, your thoughts on um on Darko?
2: You're on mute, man. I was on mute there, sorry. <laughs> sorry I I was on mute um yeah, I think he just needs run of games, play him in the cup, and then if we are going a cup run, get, keep him inside and then start bringing him on. But yeah, I think once he gets a run of goal once he, he gets a goal and feels a bit more comfortable in the team. I think he's playing like someone who knows he's not one of the sort of main like he knows he's a bit part player. Um, yeah. And I think once he's, he sort of gets a goal and a, a good run of games, we'll probably see the best of him.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Neil, I'll stick with you. Um, the cup run. Um, the last time I got this excited about a potential cup run, bearing in mind we're still in round four. We're not even in round the fifth round yet. Um, was the last time don't we got to the fifth round and we played Lincoln. Don't say and this, this, is what, this is why I don't get dragged into it because I remember leaving my old house because I used to live near Turf. And it was just a walk away. I were I were going on with Simon and his lad. I remember saying to Simon's lad who were about I don't know, 11 at the time, like we're actually gonna get to Wembley. we're gonna do it, we're gonna, we're gonna do it. And obviously we all know what happened there. But I I, I think I don't see the same mistakes happening this time, personally. I just feel like this team not that they're a better side than the, than than the Dash side, but I just think the I just think company seems to value the cup a bit more. We always had a thing with with the cups with Dash, didn't we? Really. We'd always go out against lower league opposition. I can't I just can't see us messing this opportunity up. I'm not necessarily saying we're going to get to Wembley because of course we've got to get through these two home games first. But a home games two home games sorry against League One opposition. And then you're in the quarterfinals. I just can't see us messing this up. I genuinely cannot see us messing that up. And and then who knows, we get somebody like Leicester away in the quarterfinals. I, I, I think we do him. I, I, I genuinely believe that we do him. So I'm quite excited for that.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um I don't I don't know if it's that Dash didn't take it seriously. I think it's just we didn't have the resources to do it under dash. I just yeah, think the squad um, wasn't a big one. He didn't want to take any risk. He knew we were punching. Whereas we've got a bit more squad depth now. Um and I think also I think company values the FA Cup again, it's not that um Daesh didn't value it, but as a foreign player coming in company, he would have known about the FA Cup, and it would have been one of his sort of dreams of playing in England and winning the FA Cup, and that's probably stuck with him um and he probably just takes it like quite seriously just because of that really, and it's probably what I'm not sure, but it's probably one of the first trophies he won in England as well. Because I imagine City won a few cups and then the league. I can't, I can't exactly remember how they sort of rose up. So it's probably, it's probably got a bit of nostalgia value for him as well.
0: Yeah, potentially, Liam. I know you brought it up, so you, you obviously are excited about the potential of getting to Wembley in this Cup run. But I, I just, I just feel like, like I just said, then I'll say it again. I, I just can't see how we mess this opportunity up. I genuinely believe we'll
1: be in the quarterfinals. I mean, we've not lost once at home this, you know, in the, in the league, I guess, or cup whatever. We've got that on our side. It is a different style of play. It's a different manager. And most importantly, we've got so much depth to us. When you look back at our teams that we played, it was the main 11 who played every single game. So you always had Twyman Neal, you always had Charlie Taylor. You always had the same players being played. And then you have, like, some random, like, kids in there all, like, Danny Drinkwater right so like in that Sunderland game that we played that we lost her home we got Danny Drinkwater playing with like Ben Gibson and Kevin Long Kevin Long's always playing these games of course and then for like so when we lost a Burton away it's like actually that team was actually not even that bad of a team Kevin Long playing of course scored um but it was just the fact that depth wise it's just kind of like we knew that you can't focus in the Premier League which our focus is always survival and then Men- mentally, for a player, it sounds bad, but you just know that you don't care about it in the same way than you do in the league, and that's just what, kind of what happened with us in the cups. We, how many times did we lose to like poor teams in the FA Cup or, or the Carabao Cup? We lost to Aki lost to Port Vale, lost to Burton, lost to Sunderland, lost to Leeds blows as well. I think and what an, oh, God forbid, Lincoln, Christ, and oh, oh, they were in the National League then as well. So yeah, yeah, it, that's why it's a bit kind of like. We can get excited because it is a new manager with a, with a team that you can see great depth in. And the fact, we've got to beat who? Ipswich, who are a great side in League One and likely Sheffield Wednesday again, who's a great side in League One slash Fleetwood. And then we are in to finals. So we've got to take this opportunity. We've got yeah. to, because we all know we're, we're up. We all know that we're, we're promoted. We might as well go for it. We might as well go for it because what would be a great way to solidify your first year in English football to so somehow get to Wembley in semi semifinals. That'd be incredible because we, in terms of companies, a free hit, he could just go for it because he knows that in terms of the, the league it's done. So I'm really looking forward to the game and I'm looking forward to see that, can we actually get to quarters? Th- if we get to quarters and end up facing City still, I may cry. So
0: yeah, my dad's my dad said that today, and I was getting excited about talking to my dad about it, and he was like, Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll probably just end up getting a city at quarterfinals and then it'll ruin it. But um it's a brilliant opportunity to get to the quarterfinals. Obviously, the only time in my life we've been in the quarterfinals was that time when we got beat down at Watford, weren't it, Neil? I think you'll remember that. Um they beat yep. us 2-0. I went down to that vicarage road, I think they scored a brilliant free kick off the top of my head, I remember being absolutely gutted. I think i was a what 12, 13. It was like I think that's before now. my
1: time. What year was
0: that? I think it was like 2001, 2002, so like I can't remember the exact year, uh, but I just started high school, so I'd have been like 12, 13. So, yeah, obviously, I think yeah, it's it wrong.
1: For three, right? So I'd I'd have I'd have been five.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say it's, it, I'm the wrong side of 30, mate. So it probably is a little bit, um. But yeah, I've got. I don't have great memories of, of the FA Cup being Burnley fans. Like I, I remember getting to that quarter final, for example, and losing. I remember someone putting the comments earlier beating Derby at Pride Park. I remember that. Um, And then we got beat by Coventry in the fourth round. Um, What else is there? Uh, I'm just trying to think of some... um, I mean, we've got,
1: in the Carabao Cup, we've got some great stories there. Yeah,
0: obviously, we've got the Owen Coyle run and stuff. And even before that, I remember Robbie Blake scoring a cracking goal against Spurs and Steve Davis, Edda, that were in the League Cup as well. Uh, FA Cup, some not great memories, so we need to try and add to them, don't we?
2: Definitely do definitely do I think it's just um, the mindset of the club now isn't it and we mentioned forward thinking earlier I think Alan Pearce probably wants a cup run as well he probably knows the, the importance of it but just for for the players company's a winner he's won everything domestically so he knows what it takes to win and it's, if you get a good cup run it gets you that mindset doesn't it that winner's mindset of what it's like exactly playing that. these sort of games and, and that sort of thing
0: exactly that um, we'll go back to the game yesterday because I know Neil you said you wanted to leave it around quarter past and um, yeah. I, don't want, I don't want to keep you too long um, Man of the matches votes. Um, get your comments in. Let us know who you, who you want to put in the Man of the Match. We've already talked about him extensively, but I'm going to go Ashley Barnes. He just he just did everything perfectly for us. I understand Matson will probably get it off the majority of people because he played very, very well and he got it on um, Sky Sports, I think. Um, yeah. But I just think Ash, Ashley Barnes was fantastic yesterday. He just, just epitomised everything that we needed our striker to be doing um, and he was brilliant. So Ashley Barnes for me. Get get your comments in. Uh, I'll just get the opinions of the lads. Uh, Liam,
1: uh, who, who were your Man of the Match yesterday? For the sake of being different, I'm gonna say Ekdal, um. Of course, the chat now says Ekdal. Of course, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought everyone say Barnes or Matson because he got a he got the action man match. Um, I mean Ekdal for me, not just the goal, yeah. but the fact that again, first game in a new country, and completely just, just Absolute fills the shoes. Just completely
0: Rolls Royce.
1: He doesn't even feel the shoes. He is the shoes. Like it's fantastic. <laughs> Literally, he just slips in. He's just like. It's like he's been part of the club for like two for two years now, and he's just completely settled in against one of the best attacks in the league. He's dealing with Timmy Pookie. He's a fantastic championship player as well, and I don't even recognise Pookie doing anything in the entirety of yesterday. And the fact he got a goal was also really nice as well. So Ekdal deserves it for me.
0: Yeah, fair enough. We're getting a few shouts for Ekdal as well. To be fair, um, Neil, who's your man of the match from yesterday?
1: Uh, I'm going
2: for Barnes, but I think Ekdal's a close second. Um, but it's just it's just what Barnes is doing on the pitch for me is that leader on the pitch is that sort of having the manager next to you. he's guiding these young lads through. So that's why I'm giving it to him. That picture you put up earlier Sunday won't for me. You know he's got can't remember who's got he's got.
0: But yeah, well I'm so I put it up because you mentioned that picture that's the picture you were talking about, weren't you? So I brought it up then. That's what it's
2: about for me. He's 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 guiding them lads through this.
0: 100%, 100%. Right, well, obviously, like I said, I know Neil needs to get off, so oh, we'll, we'll, what we'll pretty picture. much wrap it up there, but we've always got to bring this in, haven't we? Look how good that looks. So we are obviously top. Uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, you won't be able to see uh, the picture that I put on screen now, but obviously it's the league table. Burnley, top, 29 games played, 65 points in February, sixty-five points. Uh, Sheffield United in second on fifty-eight points. Middlesbrough in third on forty-eight. Then come Luton in fourth on forty-eight. Watford forty-five. West Brom forty-four. Millwall in seventh on forty-three. And all the way down in eighth, they've slipped all the way down to eighth. It's Blackburn Rovers, but seventeen points clear. Surely, surely. I know we've. I know me and Liam have both said it, and I think Neil, you've said it in previous weeks. It's, it's wrapped up, isn't it? It's 100% wrapped up. Look at all them greens next to our name. Look at them all. Everyone else has got a different colour at least once, most of them twice. But we are just in sensational form and we are definitely, definitely going up, aren't we, boys? Look at goals scored as well. It's amazing. No, no, no one else is even in the 50s. We're nearly in the 60s. Oh, 58. <laughs> it's unreal. Absolutely sensational. Um, Liam, I, I, know, I, know, I know you're confident we're going up, aren't, aren't,
1: aren't you? Absolutely. I'm just double-checking the goal. Yeah, 32 goal difference for us compared to Sheffield United who's 24, and then Nets is 12 in Middlesbrough. And then Nets is 8. So (laughs) the fourth best goal difference... So it is 9 in West Brom, actually, and Sunderland. So, I mean, what else can we say that we haven't already said about this club? It is... Everyone right now enjoy every moment of this because football is not meant to be like this it's meant to be painful it's meant to be depressing yeah. it's meant to be an <laughs> awful experience of just nothing but just suffering and hope hoping for the best and then being stabbed again and then being stabbed in the back again because you dared had hope that maybe now it's your time now it's your year This is our year, and I firmly believe that we will break that 106 points record, because I cannot see any reason why we cannot. We faced Middlesbrough, who were meant to be the form side and came to us and dealt with them easily, and then faced West Brom, that meant to be the next tough test of a next informed side that we then dealt with again. And then there's again, yesterday in Norwich, had a short resurgence, but were the typical championship, you know, championship overlords for last Five years now, and then we dealt with them. So it's like, what can go wrong? We could have five injuries in our team and then be completely fine. Yeah. Maybe even 10 at this stage. Our B team would get top six in this league. And that's just the blatant reality of the fact. So, Burnley are absolutely massive. Enjoy every moment of this because next year, it'd be very different. We'll still be good, but we will be losing some more games. You you like to think anyway. I mean, not like to think, but you'd want to be more (laughs) realistic. So, you know, I don't know where we'll be next year, but I guarantee we won't be top. So... (laughs)
0: <laughs> enjoy <laughs> yeah. it
1: where you can boys uh,
0: yeah definitely it seems like a brilliant place to end it that Liam some good words there but I said the exact same thing well one of my mates said it to me yesterday in the pub um, it's going to be so weird next year isn't it because we're actually going to lose games we're not used to it now but um, yeah that obviously goes on with perfectly what you say uh, thanks for coming on the show boys it's been a pleasure always great to have YouTube royalty on the show in Liam as well and obviously Neil you're here every week everyone loves Neil um, everyone loves
1: Neil love uh, you uh,
0: absolutely Absolute pleasure to have you both on. Um, but Neil, I can I, I can sense the misses is get it, want, trying to get you to go. I think no, it's I the keep, dog. The dog's waiting. Oh, it's the dog. Yeah. <laughs> fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Well, I know you need to go anyway, so we'll wrap the show up. Thanks, like I said, to the boys for coming on. Thank you, everybody, for watching. If you have joined the show late. Um, obviously, as soon as this live finishes, you can watch it all from the start. And if you want to listen to it when driving to work for tomorrow or whatever, um, then obviously I'll put the podcast out pretty much as soon as possible. Well, thank you both for coming on the show. Thank you everybody for watching, and we'll see you before the Preston match.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: With lucky landslides, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the Bride and Groom?